The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, we are glad you've joined us and are part of what we are as we go through the word of God together. Today, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a different um, direction. We're going to go off of Proverbs just for one day. And I just want to take a couple minutes today and just hopefully be look at a scripture and just uh, be a level of encouragement in these days. Well, I admit uh, I don't like to get into politics a whole lot. And while I admit that I don't like them to dictate what uh, I teach or preach or even, you know, even read and things of that nature, I will say this, that last night I watched um, our presidential debate and if there's anything that would discourage you more is to watch two men of that age uh, acting like elementary kids. And unfortunately, I understand there's a lot of different opinions on that. Some think that one was strong or whatever. And, uh, but what I said as I watched, and uh, as I watched some of it, I sat and watched and looked at this point of view. I am so glad, and I've said this many, many times behind the pulpit. I have said this in devotion. I've said this when talking to people, and I believe this to be very, very true. I personally am so glad that uh, um, our hope is not found in politics. Our hope is not found in who the president is or is going to be, in Congress and Senate and all of those things. And our world screams that is our hope. Our hope's found in the Republican Party, Democratic Party. It's not. It's not found in any of that. I mean, there may be some of your views and some of what you hope would happen will be expanded by a certain political party. But in reality, true hope that actually answers the battles and the issues of the day are not found in any level of politics. As a matter of fact, in most occasions, they go against it. Now, we do know the Bible teaches us that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. So we know that God's in control of all of this. And this is what really encouraged me as I looked at that. And so I was thinking last night when I went to bed and this morning, mulling over and even evaluating in Proverbs earlier today, and the Lord has laid a chapter in my heart. We've actually, I believe, gone through this chapter verse by verse a couple months ago when we were going through Psalms. And so if you want to follow along in Scripture, we're going to be in Psalm 91 this morning. Uh, and again, I don't like politics to dictate what we do, but I, I, I want also look at the fact that in the midst of days like today, it's good to be reminded of the goodness of God, good to be reminded of the sovereignty of God, and God is in control. So if you would uh, bear with me as we just take the next couple of minutes on this Wednesday and just evaluate Scripture from the goodness of God from this chapter. Uh, so you follow along as I read, and we're going to begin in Psalm chapter 91. The Bible says, He that dwelleth... In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall, thy, shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see 
the reward of the wicked. I'm going to spend most of my time just on these first couple of verses. And I'm going to start with this premise. This premise that as it was with going through my mind, it's gone through my mind so many times. And just obviously the last couple of months, as we've grown, as we've gone through this pandemic, we've gone through the, the craziness of our culture right now. And I look at this, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded and encouraged by the fact that God is still on the throne. Uh, he is not surprised by the events of the day. Uh, I do believe, and, and now let me clarify when I say this, I, I, I do believe that we live in the end days. But so did the Apostle Paul, so did my grandfather, and so did my father. And, uh, and as uh, my grandfather is in heaven, and I look at these things and I think to myself, I am as confident today as two generations ago was that they were in the end days. As Apostle Paul and Peter thought they were in the end days. And so I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those that screams prophecy that says, hey, I believe this and God's coming back tomorrow. I do believe, though, that our world has never been more prepared uh, for Jesus to return. Now, uh, let, me, let me tell you, you know, people sit back and say, I don't know if I'm ready. Can I tell you, I think God keeps us on this earth, keeps our mind on this earth, you know, so we look at, am I ready? We really don't know fully what we're looking for. I mean, when you think of heaven and all that's offered, we really don't know what it's going to be like. You know, God's been, God's given us some information in scripture. He actually talks more about hell than he does heaven, but he, he's given us limited information as to what really is there. And I think, frankly, because if we really saw it, we'd have a hard time down here. And then he gives us this love because this is where we are. And so please don't sit back and think it's wrong because, you know, you, you know, not sure hundred percent ready and, you know, you enjoy life, you want to see things, and I love to see grandkids, things of that nature. None of that is a surprise. So, but focus on the fact that God may come back, but that is, here's this reminder that God's in control. He's not surprised by this. And so when I look at these uh, verses, um, just a reminder, I have four things I wrote down that well, in these times, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not saying that the debate last night would have thrown you under. To me, I slept fine after the debate. I thought it was silly. I actually turned it off after a while. To me, personally, I thought it was a little annoying. Um, I know where pretty much both men stand. The question was, how long can I sit there and watch them rip each other? It's it just very elementary to me, so I went to bed. Um, and I've even already listened to people to say how great this was and great that was, and everybody's got a different view on it. But I, I just want us to look, uh, in, in spite of everything going on in the world, just a quick reminder of, of Jesus and, and God and how the power and what that means for me. So in Psalm 91.1, he that is talking about anyone, that be you, me, anyone that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's interesting that it's called the secret place of the Most High. When I say secret, is it's not... It is secret, but not necessarily as secret as you might think. Uh, later, in the thought of the Old Testament, talks about the mystery. In the New Testament, talks about the mystery. That being the thing, the church. The church that was unique, that did just make a lot of sense in the Old Testament. Even today, uh, it's very different than other institutions, if, if done biblically. Very unique and very different than you'd see in businesses and things of that nature today. Uh, it's just a very different institution, very different creation. But the secret place of the Most High, uh, it's secret not necessarily because God doesn't want people to know about it. God wants people. He's told them. It's secret because it's a place that I go alone. I don't go with the cares of the world or I don't go uh, carrying them. I, I bring the cares of the world and I leave them there, but I don't, I don't take the world with me. I don't take the battles with me. I don't go and say this and that. Oh, well, I got to worry about so-and-so. I go alone. So the idea of it being secret is really more of the idea. It's my time alone with God where I can be honest, I can be transparent, and it's quiet. It's safe. It's a safe place, really. 
and the aspect of the places called the war room where you know, I go into my closet, that secret place of the Most High God. Anyone who's willing to dwell, not just know it's there, but to dwell, spend time there, that person shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, shatter, shade, uh, protection from the oppression of the world from the struggle of the world, from all the things that are, are of Satan and sin and temptation beating down upon my head, um, I will abide under his shadow, his shade. I will be protected. And so when I, I, even though the things are still coming, I have some protection and strength through these times, but I must choose to be there. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying more time in devotion, although that's there, more time in prayer, although that's there, if you're not in the Word of, God, Word of God and in prayer, you're not going to understand what I'm talking about because the Word of God gives me answers. The Word of God is how God fills my heart and opens my mind to His truth. Prayer is how I communicate to God. If I'm not doing those things, I'm not dwelling in the sacred place. And it's, but, I sit, but I can come in prayer, in Bible reading, and I can pray, and God can open my eyes to a biblical worldview of everything going on, that He's in control, that He loves me. And in that place, I am then offered things the world cannot offer, and there's four things that I wrote down that when I get to this place, it cannot be offered. And the first one is rest. Rest is not really, I mean, true rest. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of everything going on in the world, in the midst of the news, in the midst of social media, in the midst of all the things that people want you to believe and tell you what to believe and what you to be afraid of and all those things that you're supposed to do because this person, this politician, this media tells you you're supposed to be afraid of or supposed to not do or whatever it is, you can find rest. The world cannot offer rest. The world can only offer chaos. This has been true my entire life. It's a little more rampant now because it's right at your fingertips. I mean, when I was growing up, before cable, before we had cable, we had, what, maybe six channels, ten channels? And I know I know the younger generation thinks I'm you know, ancient right now. We had you know, ABC, NBC. Well, you go to local channels, there might be 20 right now. There was not really big cable. Cable came out, and I'm telling you, cable TV came out, and we thought, what are you going to do with 90 channels? What are you going to do? There's no way you have time to watch 90 channels. And it didn't take long to realize we'd really gone from about 12 to about 20. The rest of it was junk. And now uh, cable providers claim there's, what, 200 channels. Well, you know, still a lot of it's junk. It's just empty, wasted time. Uh, but when you look at it, the thing you see is news constantly coming. You pick up your phone and some people leave on their notifications, which means every time something happens in the world, the phone's going bloop, bloop, and then waking you up and telling you and telling you all those things. And it just builds all of this anxiety. And God says, listen, whoa, whoa, whoa. don't dwell in there. Dwell in my secret place. Get rid of it. Go away for just some time. Get away from that. Spend some time with me and find rest. That rest is where you'll be able to build the strength to deal with all of that. You remember uh, when the Sabbath came up and Jesus was talking about the Sabbath and the religious people of the day were talking about they'd made it really a religious tradition. And God said, wait a minute. Man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man. Simply what it's saying. Man, we weren't created to follow this rule of Sabbath. You missed the point. Sabbath wasn't created so that I can be spiritual in my day off. Sabbath was created for man because man was created with the need for rest.
Now, the laws of the Old Testament Sabbath, you know, we look in the New Testament, there nine of the Ten Commandments were repeated in the New Testament. The tenth one was Sabbath. The rules of the Old Testament Sabbath don't exist, but the principles are so important. We need rest, and it's found spiritually in that secret place. So he tells us we have rest. Number two, he says there's refuge. In verse two, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, in him will I trust. Who do you put your trust in today? for answers, for strength, for trust, for, st for, for stability in the midst of a chaotic world. Who do you put your answers in? Trust, refuge, Jesus. Don't put it in your money, in your bank account, in your job, all of these things. God is the one because we know over the last few months as the world becomes chaotic and no matter what happens in a couple months in November, God is not changed. He's still on the throne and I can find my trust and refuge in him. Thirdly, he says there's protection. Surely, verse 3, he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. So I have been given rest and refuge and then protection. There's a lot of junk, and Satan's out to get you, and Satan wants to cause you grief, and he uses all kinds of different ways to do it. He gets into your mind and, he, and all these lies, and it's easy to be overwhelmed. Boy, may we live in his protection. We find rest and then refuge, but then protection. He's in control. He's not going to let anything come your way that you're not ready for, that he won't be right there with you to deal with that we've learned in Psalm 23 and so many other places in Scripture. Trust him. He's in control. And find peace. You know, in Colossians, God, the Bible says, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. And the word let, that word let, it comes from the idea of it's an imperative. I, it's command. God's peace only works if I allow it to have the freedom it needs to have. And that's where I need to be. I need to be in a place where God's peace has given freedom to run in my life. And am I there? You know, I have all the chaos. What, what am I going to allow to affect me and to control me today? The news, the fear, stupid debate all, debate, all these things, or the peace of God, that no matter how silly this world seems to get, God is still in control. But you know what he says? The fourth one was, if I dwell, I shall have peace. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Now he's talking about the wars and the battles of the day, but you know, we shall not be afraid of even those things, terror by night, all those things that come. We are not going to be afraid of it. We have been offered peace. When we get into that secret place, we've been offered rest, refuge in God, protection through these struggles, and then peace. And we can enjoy the peace if we're willing just to spend that time with God and let God have his way in our lives. And he wants you to have that. He wants you to enjoy it today. Can I tell you, I hope we chuckle a little bit about the state of our politics after last night. I, and by the way, that, that really wouldn't change a whole lot depending on who you're talking to. The Democrats will say Biden won. The Republicans will say Trump won. You know, and I'm going to say who lost the American people. We lost last night. Uh, we, you know, it's, it just shows that man still does not have the answers to the problem because they don't know the right questions. They think it's in politics. They think it's in money. They think it's in this. The question is not how much money or how can I give someone. The question is, why are people hurting and so lonely? Because they are living life without God, without Jesus. And that is the answer. Boy, I'm telling you, if you're watching this or listening to this live or at any time, and you think that something in this world is going to answer your question, it will not. The source of your strength and all of these things is Jesus. It's not religion, by the way. Because if you've been around religion any period of time, you know it's not religion. Religion's going to empty you out probably worse than the world culture will. 
It's about Jesus. It's about Christianity and a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God, where you will have rest and refuge and protection and peace. Do you enjoy that today? If not, boy, I hope you call upon Jesus today for salvation so you can enjoy that today through the midst of chaos. I wish I could say it eliminates the problems. It doesn't eliminate that, but it guides me in the midst of all of the chaos. I tell you, I hope that that was a level of encouragement today. It's reminded that God's on the throne. He's good and he's in control. And may we just enjoy that time, enjoy that truth and that peace and just continue to trust and walk in him. Thank you for giving me time today to be part of your day. Whether you're watching live or our archive later, thank you so much for the privilege to be part of your day. Uh, we hope that you'll have a great rest of the day. We hope you join us if you're local in our, in our service tonight at 7. Hope you'll join us on property as we spend a great time in God's word as we continue to evaluate the truths from God's word as, as he can teach us. We love you. We hope you have a great rest of your day and we look forward to seeing you next time.